tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed, and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. And welcome to Tinfoil Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. There we go. Who's on fire? Look at this. Uh-huh. Dude, XG joining me as always in another part of whatever mansion he lives in. <laughs> so many different angles. So many different rooms. Nobody knows. Who knows? He was a baller. Uh, how are you, XG? Good, good. I'm back with the Cholos, though. No more mansion for me. Oh, you're out of there and you're back in with what, George? Yeah, George, yeah. Tell us about your podcast again. What's the other? What's your podcast? Uh, George Press Stories. I produce the show. It's just it's a crazy show, kind of like broken simulation. We just fucking party, have fun, chill, nothing. Did don't you go ever deep. listen to um, the Sean Atwood episode? I wonder if what do you think of that one? Oh yeah, he said he he said he wants to do prison talk too, and he's been he's all about it too. So we'll hook him up soon. That'd be great. And joining us, uh, as always, on the ones and twos, Johnny, did you see all the new stuff I brought? Uh, please welcome Johnny Woodard, everybody. How are you? I'm, I'm okay, man. What were you John, saying? Did you see the new stuff I brought into the studio? Oh, no. I only know – I knew someone had been here because the, the lights were – the dimmers were slid down. I was trying to figure out how the fuck that happened, but no, I haven't noticed. Oh, a basketball. What is that? Well, that basketball well, is signed by, signed by the L.A. Clipper, Lob City, Blake Griffin, CP3. Can't really see it there. And then also uh, we have a uh, Chris Paul, Cliff Paul uh, bobblehead. So all I need is Blake Griffin and uh, Kawhi Leonard, and I have my favorite collection. But, yeah, that's a, that's a Lob City right there. Uh, guys, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I want to real quick uh, give a shout-out to our new show that Johnny and I are doing called Broken Simulation. Uh, it is available at youtube.com backslash Sam Tripoli Comedy. You can also find it on brokensimulation.com. Uh, Johnny, I don't know if you know this, and XG, but brokensimulation.com got over 1.2 million unique uh, visitors last month. So that's pretty big and pretty awesome. Mm. Uh, all my, I'm, tr- what's that? Johnny, I thought you were going to say something. No, I said, wow. I, no, no. Yeah. 1.2 is pretty good, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a great start. So, uh, we're super excited about that. Um, I am excited about that. Uh, real quick, I want to give a shout out to, uh, my, our good friends at Damone Landscaping. One more time, everybody, they love him. Damone Landscaping. Go to DamoneLandscaping.com, okay? It's uh, my cousin Frankie, Joey, and Sammy. They, it's a family-owned business. They are my family, uh, and they've been running it. I mean, if you're in Phoenix and you need landscaping, uh, Damone Landscaping is the best. Uh, Frankie is the closest thing we have to Buddha a young Christian warrior. He has been helping uh, the Phoenix area for what seems like, oh, since 1979. You do the math. I will not. That's a lot of people. And uh, he's passing on to his sons, who are also my cousins, luckily. Their sister is having a baby, so 
Shout out to Leah and the baby. So go to the Moan Landscaping, or you can call them at 602-574-0449. Do you guys have any local businesses you want to give a shout out to? Nah. Nothing. My drug Nothing. dealer. Nothing. Is that, Nothing. Lo- oh, is that uh, local business? Quick, bandanas are now going to be available at tinfoilhattshirts.com. Bandanas, t-shirts, great way to support the show. And guys, also go to, so it's going to be the Raider logo, the original logo. Uh, they're all going to be there. So grab those right there. So you, you can look cool in your quarantine. And then also the Patreon is on fire, guys. We're talking, I'm doing one video, audio, one podcast a day, the Daily Dose. They're anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes. Today's with 40 minutes on whether there's going to be a revolution in uh, this country. So go to patreon.com backslash or forward slash, according to Johnny, uh, <laughs> tin foil hat and uh, support, dude, for five bucks. You are getting six episodes a week, uh, every week. So sometimes I'll do every day. I try to do every with the babies. It gets a little crazy. So I hope, uh, thank you guys so much for the support. Let's get into it. Uh, one of my favorite things to do, I don't watch the news anymore. And it's to be honest with you, it's almost impossible for me to watch any mainstream entertainment. I'm banging out a couple um, things on Netflix. <clears throat> I'm watching, I watched The Mandalorian. That's because I got involved in Armenian. Apparently I was wrong. But uh, I like to get my news. Where do I get my news? I get my news from two places, to be honest with you. I get my news, three places actually. I get my news from um, Reddit, uh, the conspiracy uh, Reddit page. I, 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 okay, four places. I go to the Tim Fall Hat show uh discussion on facebook that's great i go to tinfoil hat on reddit as well and then i go to the conspiracy page on reddit i get that and then the other place which is my favorite place to go is i love to get my news off twitter and we have something very new that's kind of come in the last year and these are twitter threads and these twitter threads really break down whatever subject they're talking about and uh, i saw this one Twitter handle called Human Vibration, and they broke down something I felt very interesting because I'm looking to talk anything except for Corona at this point. We banged out a bunch of Coronas. I want to do something that's a little different. We've talked about this before, but I thought it'd be a great time to get back. But uh, before we get into what we're going to talk about, please welcome from Human Vibration on Twitter. That's at Human Vibration. Jay, how are you, Jay? I'm great. Great to be on. It's crazy because I've listened to you for a while. So <laughs> to oh, be well, on is neat. Well, thank you, man. And I'm very honored by that. Anybody that listens, it's a truly, uh, it's mind blowing. I, I went forever for nobody listening. And now we got a lot of great people like yourself listening. And the best thing I've, I've seen is that it's encouraged people to go and be active, create their own content, and get out their, the information research they found. So thank you very much, Jay, for coming on. Can you tell us a little bit about your Twitter? Because got to be honest with you, man, you, you can go hard in the paint. It's pretty awesome. I love being anonymous on Twitter. You know, this is <laughs> my first podcast I've done. Like, I, I love that... Uh, LARP element of it. I never knew what the word LARP meant, but like it means live action role play where you're literally putting on like a character and playing as if you're in reality of that character. And that's exactly what I do when I go onto Twitter behind this handle human vibration. Like 
I just talk about the craziest stuff. I, it's so disconnected from my real life. Like I'm just a normal person who has a normal job, who pays my taxes, feed my dogs, whatever. I, 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 I hear, I just want to do something real quick. Cause I, I, I feel like we're going to, you're going to get a little crap for something you just said right there. And I know you didn't mean it like that, but when you say you liked to be like the anonymous right now, they associate LARPing with people putting out fake information and, and yeah, um, it's got a negative connotation. I was no, afraid no, no. to use that phrase. I was afraid to even say LARPing because it's so caught up with Q. And, you know, I find a lot of these things so fascinating. But, like, the term LARP, I think it's anybody who's, like, trying on a persona behind some sort of, you know, like, Clark Kent with his glasses on, you know? Like, <laughs> I, Superman, I totally you know? Love, but, but the information in your research, from what I've told, is is 100% real, correct? It's, like you're, I mean, you're I'm trying using, to put out I'm the real shit. All, I hate, yeah, so I'm using all real information, but I'm using like a persona to talk about it that is just it's so outside of like my, my, my real life. I'm not a crime fighter. I'm not like a lawyer. I'm not a reporter. I'm not anything, but like, I'm really curious. I've always been really curious and I love conspiracies, love conspiracies so much. Like whatever conspiracy is, I'll talk about it. What and, is your but, uh, favorite conspiracy? You know, uh, my first conspiracy was Santa, you know, Santa being, you know, like I, as a kid, my parents didn't dick around with that stuff. We lived overseas and like everywhere we went, there was a different Santa and they were like, yeah, it's fake. You know, it's, it's different. Just stick it out your interesting. Clock, you know? And I was uh, like, okay, so we're lied to. That's just the way it goes. And living in different countries, like Muslim countries and then like Christian countries. And it's like, okay, in one country we these you know these songs get blasted in the morning in the other country we just have a totally separate rules it's just it felt like monopoly funny money for everything that controlled life like all the most important things it was just like okay you go to a different territory and you just try on totally different stuff and i think early on i was just very skeptical of information and then of course like 9 11 you know i i loved all conspiracy about of all conspiracies about it because deep down i just felt like we weren't getting the real story like whatever the story was we weren't getting it you know and so i didn't care how crazy the conspiracy was i wanted to learn about it i wanted to hear about it loved it fascinating you know and i think so many people are like that not because they're like crazy conspiracy theorists but because it's really we just have this pull when we feel like we've been kind of lied to in certain areas and or things are manipulated in a certain way and you say it all the time, like dark arts, you know, I hear that almost every podcast that you do, you talk about dark arts a lot. And I think that's, there's really nothing else. I think that's all they have is deception, which is the ultimate dark art shadow play, you know, it's goes so back interesting, to right? Plato's I mean, cave, you know, like just the shadow puppets on the wall and people are, are chained to where they can only look one direction. So they see the shadow play and like in the background, these guys with these puppets you know but that's what we are now with our screens like we have this false light that's projected to us all day every day between our phones between our computers kindles laptops whatever you know tv you know like news we're just taking in all this false light and all this information and you know that's what lucifer means lucifer means false light light bringer and it's like i don't really believe in satan i'm not a religious person but i definitely believe the ultimate evil is deception it, through false knowledge is power right i mean that's yes. the whole thing if we go back to uh you know when we all of our n ancient n uh knowledge episodes it's just like the story of adam and eve everyone painted the the serpent as bad but maybe the serpent was knowledge that got them out of that you know you go back to uh 
you go back to Santa Claus, it's very interesting because my friend was telling me about like, so apparently a shelf on the elf, uh, elf on the shelf. Okay. Uh, (laughs) The whole thing about that is that your parents trick you into that the elf moves. So basically they put it on a shelf and you go to bed when you wake up, your parents supposed to grab it and put it on another shelf and then you're supposed to wake up and find it. Like what a mind fuck that is. Yeah. It's an invitation by both parties passively to say we're going to deceive each other as fun and games. And that's how we're going to celebrate certain things in our life is through these acts of deception. And Interesting. I think that that just in, in small ways from the family level, and we learn everything from our families. We don't know shit when we're kids. Like we don't know anything. If we have crazy parents, like we just believe that that's totally normal anyway. But like, we'll just accept these worlds that are built on the micro level from our parental units. And they're just doing what they think is best. They're just trying to get us a tricycle for Christmas and tell us Santa got it. Or, you know, they're just, they're, they're trying to make us feel good and the Easter bunny and all that stuff. And it's like, or elf on the shelf. They're just trying to connect with the kids. But like below that, like you said, it's just this kind of like, I'm lying to you. Okay. I'm going to get up yeah. and see what you lied to me about. And there's so much lying to, yeah. I mean, like, and it's kind of done to, uh, for, I believe for psychological reasons in particular, what we're doing with children right now is, uh, telling them that they're the best, they're special, uh, you know, they came in fifth place, but they're still a winner and all this stuff so that when they get to the main, main when they get the real life, they fracture and then they got to get on pharmaceuticals and, you know, what they were yeah. told. And I mean, like, there's a lot of stuff out there. You, you know, know, the, you know there's things that were created that were done for psychological, that, psychological reasons that to me kind of also you know kind of got away like let's take feminism right i I obviously am not anti-feminist i believe everybody should believe in themselves be true i have the ability to be anti-feminist conceptually i i understand that this is psyop on both feminism is a double-edged sword like they give us these issues where we have to have one or the other like they polarize they just polarize stuff to throw it at us. And like, you have to live in the, you have to live on one side or the other. And it's just this like swirling division on this. They've weaponized a, a general concept of like, are we equal or do we, are, are we worthy? Equal, 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 equality doesn't really matter. It's like, are you treated the way you want to be treated? And are you treating others the way you want to be treated? Like, yeah, no, I, I think that there's also a lot of lying going on to the next generation. I think a lot of, uh, like you can be an illness lie. <laughs> gets passed down to the next generation. Uh, you know, it's like, I think older feminists sell a lie to younger feminists about where they are in their life and what they're really happy. Now, I, I, I'm also not saying you need a man, you need to have kids to be happy. I'm not saying that at all. But, I mean, are, are these older ladies, right? I mean, and this can be applied to older men, too. I mean, like, I know guys who are just like, yeah, I have my dog, and they kind of were super career-focused, and it didn't end up happening. 
again, I'm again, I had that argument with Jan Smith about whether you should have to have kids or not. Are you going to be infinitely happy? I think you should do you, whatever you want to do. But the sell from the older feminists to the younger feminists, when we don't even know, if, I mean, have you met an, an older feminist that's super happy? I've never met any of them. They seem quite angry at the world. And I think, I think this, this, um, this, this uh, virus, this pandemic has really like let some people know, go, okay, maybe we were told a couple things that aren't 100% true. It's mm -hmm. not that you have to have a job or career to be happy or you have to have a family to be happy. But I do think the older feminists sell toe the company line to the younger feminists as this whole thing as we just got to be, uh, you know, we have to be one collective group. When in reality, none of them get along with each other and none of them seem really happy. But you were talking about kids. I was talking about kids, which is something interesting that you put out a really great thread that I thought was very interesting. And it was about uh, John Benet Ramsey. What are your thoughts on John Benet Ramsey? I have been fascinated by this case forever. I mean, it's like 24 years old. I was, I was young. I'm older than John Bonet, but I was still a kid when it happened and it was everywhere, like just saturated my conscious, just the light. I remember People Magazine always having her face on the cover, beauty queen, you know, as it, it was very imprinting as a young kid. And as an adult, like I just love conspiracy theories. And so every chance I got, like that was kind of one of my ones that I would go to. And I loved, even I loved the crazier, the better. Like I wanted to know, you know, first I thought, well, it must've been the brother or that it must've been the dad or it must've been the older brother that you didn't hear about, or it must've been the mom. And there's an older brother who lived at the house. His name was John Andrew Ramsey. He lived at the house. He went to school less than a mile away at the university of Colorado Boulder. And he lived, he had a hall, he had a room at the Ramsey home that was next to John Benet's. Like, Red flags everywhere. That was a, that's a before that's we a get big into those hole. details. I want to get so into some of the stuff you're talking about. So we start off your thread. <coughs> you start off by the thread, and uh, I'm going to include this thread in the description of the episode. So if you want to click on it and follow along with us as we discuss it. So you your first thread, you talk about uh, uh, the thread generated a firestorm of activity uh, ignited by the death of John Bonet. Uh, Ramsey, everything we seem to know about J JBR is an illusion, okay? We're going to get to that. What? And then you put louche. What is louche? So louche is a concept. It's basically the energy that we create. You know, my, my handle is called human vibration because at the end of the day, we are, it, we're just vibing, you know? We either have a good vibe or a bad vibe. Like that girl's got to, you meet someone and you either vibe with them and you kind of are on the same wavelength or you're not like we are just a sum of our vibration. Um, and you can have really good energy, really positive, blissful, peaceful energy. And you'll meet people that just seem really level and at peace with themselves. And that you'll notice that that person has good energy. And then there's other people who are just like all over the place, kind of skittish, just have always kind of a sketchy energy about them. Like you never really can trust what they're doing or saying, whatever. And like, they just always walk around with a pretty negative energy. And louche is a term that was developed. It's basically the concept of the collective energy that we create adds up. 
it, it's it, it's in total like there's a collective human energy that we all of us together vibing all over the earth at the same time we have this energy and if in general people are feeling pretty good like the vibration is a positive vibration and like it's like a, a positive human vibration if the world is like saddled with fear anxiety, you know, warfare, all these psychological stressors, you know, our vibrations pretty down and people, you know, there's the Schumann resonance, you know, there's all these like ways to measure our like collective energies. And so louche is when bad shit happens to us as a collective people, when traumatic events happen, we go through something together. We we experience something together. I mean, that 9-11 is, is so- 9-11, uh, like, I mean, you could say this epidemic right now yeah, is very much right that. Now, we, it's fear, it's, and people are just, people are acting out of sorts. They, we're scared of each other. We're scared of other human beings. Uh, we're, the onslaught of visual fear porn scary images play the scary images and the imagery is so big in, in the John Bonet story the, the way that I like to look at it the way that I am looking at it now because for now for me it's the only way to look at it but um, basically I think that we are we are projected a reality through our screens through our this screen means a method of concealment. Like we, a screen is like a fence, you know? So we're looking through these methods of concealment all day. Our TVs are, are, are where, where we get our digital information. And we're looking at these crazy images. A lot of them are wholly manufactured. A lot of the images themselves are not real in any way, shape or form. And there's- Oh, hold on here. Okay, so now we're getting to the good stuff. What you're saying here. So you say right, I, 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 you say right here, JBR is an illusion. And now you just mentioned that a lot of the images are not real. And we've been seeing a lot about that. We've been seeing a lot of people talking. And, we, you know, again, I, I, this, this thing, nonlinear warfare. I, I just did a, a podcast on the Patreon about it. It's about how... Uh, these powers that be are bombarding us with Im information so that we don't know what is coming and going and that things are being manufactured to that aren't real. A great example of this uh, is that they, they, the news has been uh, with this, with this um, virus has been putting out images and videos that aren't real. Uh, CBS got busted putting out an Italian operating room as a sign of how U.S. hospitals are getting um, bombarded. Uh, they got busted showing a in a in a news magazine showing a, a doctor working on a dummy. And don't forget the the missile, the Turkey missile, where they said it was uh, Iraq oh, yeah, or something. In Syria, where the, the, yeah. the, He's lighting up the Kurds, they said, Assad or, or Turkey. You're right, Turkey was lighting up the Kurds, and it turned out it was a, a Kentucky gun firing range. Yeah, that's a great example. And I think it really underlies this concept, also that I've been exploring on my page separately, and it's all connected, but that all warfare is essentially theater. Um, we put so much stock into the idea of war that it's so scary. But when you really break it down and look at all of these, 
you know, like Pearl Harbor. If you look at those pictures, that looks so fake. Like a lot of it, I'm really starting to believe that so much of our history about these wars are play acting on the part of like the soldiers themselves. They are doing their job. They think they're out there holding guns and pointing them in a direction and they're scared out of their minds. But like at the end of the day, on the top level, the puppeteers are just like, we're just setting up battle sites. And I think that all Here's war a great example of what you're talking about. If yeah. you actually take a look at the old nuclear weapon footage, right? Where they say, oh, they, they tested this bomb and it blew up. Uh, you know, you see the, the house kind of get disintegrated. You see the trees get disintegrated. If you really look at that, those videos look fake as fuck. Yes. They look completely like they're, they're models. Mm -hmm. They're well-produced models. Mm -hmm. And if you really don't, don't look like real, real houses, the trees are so perfectly lined up. That the and you know here's an interesting thing. So if we get in, you you know you referred earlier, this is a great conversation. I'm very happy we're having it. Um, if you take a look at like uh, the dark arts, and we had this guy Oli Demigard on a very long time ago. We, I would love to get him back on, and we were discussing how these uh, these dark arts people who commit these crimes they tend to give us little clues. That, to what is going on what is not that, that's not because th their whole logic is that if if we uh if they give us clues and we don't find them we don't stop and it's on us it's not their fault and these are the little things that you see the these things are going on and then it goes also to nonlinear warfare which is they make it fake so that people like us can take a look at it study it and be like that's not real and now Everything. now the sheep and now the and now the conspiracy theorists are going at it right great division that's how the, that's the energy exists in this division this swirl between like the yin yang symbol itself is basically like a tiny bit of good and the bad and a tiny bit of bad and the good and that little thing just swirls around and around for for eternity you know because it's that it, it's so interesting. You know, our symbology is so important. We're well, now you say here trickery. that John Bonet wasn't a sacrifice. She was a spell cast on all of us. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find this and give this to you guys, Johnny and uh, XG, so you can see what I'm talking about as well. So you guys can um, see it when you watch it, um, if you choose to. I think Johnny is uh, buying Bitcoin right now. <laughs> No, so I, have that, the thread. I have the thread. Oh, crazy long. Like we would never get through that crazy thread. I mean, it's probably, I think I hit the limit on thread. I don't know. You were, I can't add any more to it. I think I hit a limit on some thread. So you say here, John Bonet wasn't a sacrifice at all. She was a spell casted over all of us. What are you talking about there? <laughs> so, you know, John Bonet has held power over, our society for years. I mean, there's still Netflix documentaries about her. There's still like new news about John Bonet Ramsey, and it's never been solved. It's not just unsolved; it's seemingly unsolvable. Like every single crazy avenue that's ever been somewhat created to seem like we could go down and figure it out for once and for all, it's all just nowhere. It's 
but she, but people are so enthralled. Um, and so for me, I've, I had this epiphany, uh, one in January of this year, actually, I was looking at the case. Like, it's just, I love to look at John A. Ramsey. I just thought like that was so interesting. Like someone can finally figure this out. Maybe if we just look hard enough, look down the right rabbit hole and just find that information. So I was like really stuck down all those rabbit holes so much so that I was like, I was like, Nicole Kidman was there the night she got, you know, satanic. Oh, you go I, deep. I, I thought, you go deep. I literally thought that that is where we were at because Well, you know, real quick, stuff. I want people to know that you're not that crazy when you say Nicole Kidman, because if you really understand who Nicole Kidman is, her father was like the one of the, one of the top of the iceberg of yeah. this satanic pedophile global network. He had to fly either to back to New Zealand or Australia to avoid being uh, uh, extra. He died in Singapore. He died in Singapore. He was trying to fight it. He died a mysterious death in Singapore. And Nicole Kidman lived in Colorado at the time. She was married to Tom Cruise what? at that time. Remember? Remember when she was married to Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman? The whole eyes wide shut thing? They lived in Colorado. Oh, Same time, 1996. We're talking about 1996, Boulder, Colorado. They didn't live in Boulder, but they lived in Colorado. And so, so now you put that, uh, did you know that there is no record of John Bonet's body ever being received by the Boulder County Coroner's Office? That's right. Two, two logbook pages recording the arrival of John Bonet's morgue went, went missing, stolen, gone, if they ever existed. You're telling me there's no, there's no record of her body ever going there. So this is the information that made me totally change my mind on what I thought. It made me go from like John Benet Ramsey was a kid that got, you know, horrific murder, you know, in the basement, poor little, poor girl, you know, the, the most horrific death possible that happened to her. I really thought that. And then I started reading all the news stories again, but with just like a different lens. And a lot of things started jumping out that were buried really deep at the bottom of the news report. And one of them was that her, the logbook of John Benet Ramsey's body coming into the morgue, those logbook pages, they, they were stolen. And they were stolen by this crazy guy who tried to burn down the Ramsey house. And so this news report was in a bigger news report about the possible arson and like buried at the very end was like, oh yes. And he also stole these logbook pages but, that hadn't been reported before. But the, the sum total is there's no record of her body. The logbook. So, so you're talking stolen. about this gentleman uh, it says, uh, Tom Thomas, but you say, remember 1996, there's no dig digital mints, uh, forms at the Boulder car office. Six months after JPR's death, John Benet Ramsey, a man who called himself JT Colfax turned himself into police. He confessed to the theft and was trying to burn down the Ramsey now vacant home. Uh, and here's what you circle, which is very interesting. Thomas was 33 years old. There's just numbers all over this. I mean, she died on December 26, 1996, six years old. There's your 666. The cops show up at 6 a.m. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, if you're a numerology or a symbology geek, this is the case for you. Like, even the you know, even the flooring in the kitchen where the ransom note was found was that checkerboard Masonic style. I mean, this, there was no mistakes in like what images that we saw and how this house was put together and how the information came out to us, symbology all around. But so basically, I think I need to introduce the fact, I don't think that John Benet Ramsey 
existed. I think that Jamine Ramsey was a simulated identity. Dad, I- now we're in the good shit. When Johnny <laughs> starts shifting uncomfortably, I know we're entering the golden zone. So, you know, let me, the good news is, if I'm right, a little girl it didn't die a horrible death, if I'm right. You know, like people, this is a really hard one to let wash over you because we are so conditioned to know, we, we just know the story already. We know John Bonet died a horrible death and she was this beauty pageant girl and we just know it. We know that story and that's the story and they're sticking to it. But I have a way to look at it where maybe the little girl didn't die at all. Maybe she didn't exist. So, and this is really by looking at the information that they provided us. This is not me uncovering some silver, you know, X marks the spot, treasure map. Like this is really just information that they have that's out there, that it's not rabbit hole information either. It's, it's local reporting, it's AP Newswire reports, it's, you know, Larry King Live. This is all stuff, just new way of looking at old information, which I think sometimes is the only way to get around the dark art stuff because our vision is fine. It's they play with our comprehension of information. And so if we can just change the way we comprehend the information that we're taking in, we'll see all those truths. What you're saying is totally within the realm of possible. And I'm not going to bring up the name of the conspiracy because you start talking about that. That's when people start taking down your YouTube and stuff like that. But there's a particular event in which we're told a particular person created a particular crime. Even though there's no evidence of this particular person going to this particular school, and that his particular mm-hmm. mother did work at the, and like, at first we were told this the mom worked at this particular school, and then later on we find out she didn't even work there. Then the question is, did the kid ever really exist? <laughs> now I've been on record that this kid looks a lot like the younger version of David Hogg. And I say David Hogg because I've called him out a lot. His father was part of the FBI. There's a lot of stuff involved with that guy that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Like him saying that on – and here we go back to nonlinear war. And I know you're – by the time you're done listening to this podcast over the next couple of weeks, you're going to be tired of hearing that word. But when ABC puts out two different things, one in which David Hogg specifically states he wasn't even at the school. He was at home and he got a text or he saw the news and he drove his bike there. <coughs> and then the other one is uh, when the teacher said on ABC News again that uh, she saw armed guards, armed police officers shooting people. To go. How do both of these get onto the, the major nightly news? These are stuff to get us starting to question reality. And what's really going on? Okay, wait up, though. So you said she's fake. Is she a clone? Is she a holograph? Is she a simulation? John Bonet? Yeah. I think yeah. that John Bonet is purely digital. I think that she only exists in pixels and on paper and in documentation, but I don't think she ever existed in the real world. And that includes video. The uh, I really want to take you guys through the... I love technology. That's my jam. I love, like... 3D animation, CGI, all that sort of stuff, graphics, that's, and then the technology behind it, that's something that is always really fascinated with, fascinated me, and it's something that is in line with what I do for a living, and so, like, 
I love this type of information and it, the technology exists and the, it really points back to the technology that we see now with the creation of identities, like the ability to uh, create these like simulated assistants and, you know, hello, how may I help you? Or, you know, these, these realistic looking. You've seen things. those deep fakes, right? You've seen the deep fakes? Yes. That deep part deep of? Yeah. Deep fake has existed. It's funny because we're only talking about deep fakes now and they're this big bad boogeyman, but deep fake technology has existed for decades, decades in various forms. This is not new. It's just, they're trying to put it out there now. I, when I say they, honestly, I don't know who they is, but I'm going to say they a lot because I think it's whoever is ultimately puppeteering these strings. Because there is ultimately, there has to be someone who's calling, calling shots back there. But I think they, uh, it's really hard to talk about without like getting too deep into it. But I think that ultimately they're just trying to distract us and they're trying to deceive us. And they have like a few tools in their toolbox. Digital application is one of the tools that is being heavily invested in on the, uh, you know, the, the government side, you know, we think our, our defense contractors are building weaponry, but a lot of the money, a huge amount of the money, especially the black budgets go to information systems and graphic systems to create these models and 3D uh, satellite imaging things and mapping technology and, you know, all that stuff is great and all that stuff is useful, but on the other side, something that they're creating, you know, that's another benefit is the ability to create something from nothing. And that includes identities. That includes whole human beings that look real. They, you can really make them based on the technology is such that you can pick elements, age, race, uh, physical characteristics. You can build your own entity and Johnny, that's something you were you were talking about a long time ago, right? There was that whole website that was like these people aren't real. Well, yeah, there's this a website called This Person Does Not Exist. Yeah, that is uh, it uses uh, computer generated images, and they're like amalgams of. Uh, I guess I, I guess they used uh, AI to you know scan a bunch of actual faces, and then it develops faces from that that you know never existed but i guarantee you every <laughs> single one of those people there is somebody that looks like that mm -hmm. there is but yeah i mean we see deep fakes right now as we know technology uh what the government has is two three decades ahead of us right not even Always. more Always. so the yeah. fact that deep fake is coming out now is a sign that they've had it forever i think so too forever yeah ever I've heard something on average, it's like 40 years ahead, you know, of what the technology that, that reaches our understanding, the technology that reaches us, like, and, and what reaches us as well is not the actual application. So this technology to create these individuals, it was, a, it was developed under the guise of uh, Sega, like software gaming consoles and stuff, 3D environments for these video game systems. And so they just, the Lockheed Martin at the time, which is, Going back to John, you know, John Manny Ramsey, her father, successful businessman, John Ramsey, you know, he worked for a company that was absorbed by Lockheed Martin. His company was named Axis Graphics. And so you, this is very interesting too. So as I go down a little farther, so in the future, when you do these, you should number them. So it's like, you know, that was my first thread. I literally, that's my first tweet. Well, you did thread, you're doing great. I mean, that it's, thread this is, is my awesome. first tweet, like so, January 8th of this year. So, um, did you know, this is very interesting. Did you know that in 2000, 
John and Patsy Ramsey told Larry King that they never received or even seen an official death certificate of their daughter that three years later and no death certificate. Have you ever lost one? A certified death, death certificate is essential. And here's a transcript from the Larry King show. Uh, Larry King. Oh, I was going to do my Larry King. So you are. <laughs> But did they send you anything about dude? That was so bad. That was just an old Jewish guy. Have you ever seen the death certificate? Uh, J. Ramsey, no. P. Ramsey, no. Do you even know your daughter died? Well, we do. Oh my God, that's so interesting, Larry. Larry King really missed the follow-up opportunity to ask them a question about how can you not receive a death certificate for your daughter? You have to have a death certificate to bury a body. You know. I had a loved one pass away. I was the person in charge. I had to get 30 copies of that to, and I understand that, you know, John Bonet wouldn't have like credit card debtors calling to pay off her lazy boy sofa, whatever. <laughs> but she, I mean, the parents, you didn't have to file anything with your health insurance, with your company, with the school, with the law enforcement, like nobody needed a death certificate to do anything to bury her body, which she was buried very quickly, just a few days after it was still, it, she, died on December 26th and she was buried on December 29th. So just a few days later in another uh, city. And so they, they flew her body. She was buried in, in Georgia because that's where the Ramses were originally from. And it's like to fly your daughter's dead body. You're going to need, you're going to need some ID, some, some sort of documentation. Right, like right, right, you right. can't just like pack that into a Louis Vuitton duffel and get on and be like, we're going to Atlanta. You know, like you've got to, I don't, I just don't know how the parents, and they also said on Larry King that, that the police never put yellow tape up around the house, like that it was, the house was never a crime scene. And every single photo you see is like yellow tape streamers. Like someone came the night before and like TP'd the house with yellow tape. It's everywhere. And so there's a disconnect between the death certificate like, how does that reconcile with not having a death certificate for your dead daughter? And how does it reconcile to say that police never put up police tape when your whole house is surrounded by yellow tape? Like, every photo, it's like, okay, so we're starting to see the cracks show, in my opinion. Like, there's just a couple of questions that start to be like, hey, wait a second, this doesn't really add up. And when, when things don't add up, there's usually a reason why. And it's usually an underlying fundamental untruth. Like, you're heading down a path that someone has led you on but that path isn't going to lead you anywhere it's just getting farther and farther into the darkness like you're not going to uncover the, you'll never find light down a rabbit hole i like to say you know like you're probably just gonna get lost looking what other people are looking for uh sometimes like you have to totally look at things in a different way and when i started seeing some of these things about john bonnet the next thing was is the pageants i don't know if you want to jump into that but like so the death certificate was one thing the no record of the body at the morgue that was bizarre. You need a death certificate to bury body. Uh, I want to talk about the autopsy report. Um, nobody asked about the death certificate because the autopsy report was widely available and it was intense. I mean, you could read every little detail about all the traumatic stuff that went on to that little girl by reading the more the uh, autopsy report, which was widely shared because Boulder was pressured into sharing it. Um, so people were like, well, I don't need the death certificate. We obviously know how she died. We're reading the autopsy report. Um, about the autopsy report, I found, I, I love to snoop and I love to look at like, I love to do targeted searches. And I found this version of 
it's called text of John Bonet autopsy report and it's on the Denver Post's website and it's dated before her death and it's the autopsy it says text of John Bonet Ramsey autopsy report is dated before her death it's and so it's different now. it's different it's a rough draft it would be one thing if I was like okay it's just archival you know like People backdate stuff. It's the, it's 1996, you know, Denver Post, some, you know, Pimpley kid just entered the wrong date. It was obviously posted after the death, obviously. But then I was like, well, I wonder if there's any difference. And I compared the two documents, the official autopsy report and this text of her autopsy report that was posted on the Denver Post website on like not a public page, but like you can still access it if you put in the right keys. And it's different and it's different in a couple of places. And it's not like, it's not like miskeyed information. It's different substantively about the, uh, the bonk on her head and about the pineapple in her stomach. And those were two things that were just like crazy, crazy, crazy informational overloads through the whole thing. I mean, how many times have we talked about that stupid pineapple? Like it matters, you know? And it's like, people think it matters because they put so much importance on it in the autopsy report. But like, if we're talking about a girl that didn't exist, these are all just revealing themselves to be these crazy blinding lights. That so just let me ask us- you something. So recently, mm-hmm. a uh, photographer was arrested mm-hmm. for, uh, is it kitty porn or something like that? Uh, was arrested and they uh, they say he was John Bonet's John Bonet's photographer. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that's true? Well, I think that's interesting because when I look back at her photography, which is such a huge part of this case, it really is huge. Her photography is owned and operated mostly by a company called Zuma, Zuma Press. And Zuma Press is kind of like a Getty, but they are more boutique and they're smaller. And you've probably never heard of them, but you've seen every one of their images because they are the owner operators of all of the fearful crisis event images. They're the, you know, the coronavirus gray blob with the red triangles. That's a, that's a Zuma image that, that was created by Zuma with the CDC. Like this image company owns these, they're all digital. They're all just these creations. And I think that the photographer is a total red herring. I don't really think that any of that exists. I'm getting kind of ahead of myself, but I think that what's really important here is the sharing of her image is such a big part of how this case unfolded and how we kind of got locked into this idea of this dead beauty queen because immediately we just got this avalanche of all these pictures. And, you know, if you look at her career of beauty queening, she was doing it for less than a year from like five to six. And you see all these pictures and you see all these trophies and crowns. And it's like, how do you, how do you get all that from five to six years old? I mean, like that's, it seems excessive. It seems like they're like they're the set dressing for this production is a little over the top, you know? Um, and when you look into the pageants themselves, that's something that something was always telling me, look into the pageants, look into the pageants. So when you look pageant by pageant, the ones that she was supposed to have won, of supposed to have won, she's literally the only person that ever first, last, and only participant in these pageants. Pageants themselves do not exist. They don't exist. And they're- Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So this is- You're telling me that there's no such thing as kitty kitty pageants? Oh yeah, pageants, pageants. The world of pageants exists. But the pageants that she is supposed to have won 
all of her many crowns, you know, she is, she's like the most crowned beauty queen of our age, you know, those specific pageants didn't exist. Like, uh, Little Miss Colorado Sunburst, which she was supposed to have won on October, 1994. There's no record of any other winners or pageants ever existing of that name. There's no other, it doesn't exist outside of the world of John Bonet. Oh my God. Um, Let's see, Little Miss Charlevoix. And Charlevoix is a a town in Michigan. It's like a lake house where they were supposed to have won. So that was her first title she's supposed to have won, July 4th weekend. The oh, second so July 4th thing she was supposed to have won. Um, anyway, but that doesn't, that doesn't exist. Like the Little Miss Charlevoix doesn't exist. Uh, Little Miss Colorado Sunburst doesn't exist. Colorado State All Kids Cover Girl, April 1995, doesn't exist. Uh, America's Royal Miss National Beauty, which she, that's like the image of her with her pink dress on and the sash and she's got this big crown. That's like the first image we ever saw of her. That's also owned by Zuma Press. Um, and that doesn't exist. No record of any winners or pageants outside of John Bonet. You literally, it's zero results on Google if you remove John Bonet from these searches. Because there should have been like other years, right? Like there should have been other years. If there were other winners? years, there should have been other participants saying, oh, hey, I was on, you know, yeah. like uh, my daughter participated with John Bonet. We don't have nobody saying that, you know, there's nobody like, I remembered being in pageants with John Bonet. Like, I went to school with JonBenet. There's nobody that doesn't exist. Like the the uh, the life lived is spectacular in photographs, but when you really start to peel back wow. the information, a lot it just falls apart like a three dollar watch. It really does. I mean, dude, Everything that, begins to fall apart. This this virus situation, the exact same thing. Yeah. You have you have all these nurses going on talking about how they're overran. Like this one nurse that like CBS radio ran with, she was crying. Oh, yeah, oh my God, that. they kicked me out. I, Cause I, 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 they wouldn't give me a mask. I got fired and people, and then they go back. It turns out that whole video was a lie. The whole That's video. Empty. I think we've seen that. I think we, I think we've seen enough on our, I don't know anyone who's sick in, in my life. I'm very fortunate, uh, but I don't really think it's a matter of me being fortunate. I think it's a matter of- I know some people, someone, well, I don't know him personally. I'm one degree away from somebody who passed, uh, about somebody who went, this dude just wouldn't die. He's one of those, he wouldn't <laughs> lie. He's one of those blue collar, like go to work, get shit done. Uh, he's a really great comic out of New York. The fact that New York City gets hit harder than everywhere else is also very interesting too. Because if you want greater impact, oh yeah, it's a better about. place to do it than New York City because it's there's so many people there, and when one fourth of your of your uh, cases come out of one place mm-hmm. it's just very interesting and then you have cuomo just pulling some stuff with his nipple right. rings right? <laughs> right i mean like right. he's begging for ventilators and it turns out he's stashing them and then he then he makes up excuses. well no one's asked us for it. it's like dude that's not the point you just said you didn't have enough of them and knowledge just came out and he, sometimes i don't know if it's like there's just a giant fuck up and this information gets out or somebody at these places start to be like, okay, some bullshit's going on. I got to kind of let people know, like, 
when like a great example is in Chris Matthews during the 2016 election, he was on MSNBC talking about how MSNBC was going to call the winner before any of the, any of the ballots were counted. So, so why, why is that even put out? Why would you, why would, why would Michael Moore come out and say people are going to vote for Trump because he's selling them more hope? Why would he come out and say that when so obviously he's part of the other side? So the example of that is like, I guess, CNN or Newsweek put it out. And I don't trust either of them as far as I could kick them. Yeah. But they said that, you know, the coronavirus numbers were the highest it's ever been in New York because they just added every death that happened. I saw that. Yeah. In New York. Yeah, yeah your numbers are going to soar if you start counting people Why that would you put that get out? tested. Unless you're trying you know, to tell people that something's that going on. That something's going on. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say that I know what's going on, but I do. You don't have to know who built the machine or how the machine exactly works to see a flaw in the machine, to see a, a, a big spoke in the wheel, you know? Everyone, you know, I, I say a lot of stuff on Twitter, like this doesn't exist, this doesn't exist, fear not this, this no, that's all made up. But I think it's because I just see this underlying untruth, this like, this, the flaw of it not being real, you know, and it's almost like it reveals itself a little bit more when we become aware of it, we start to notice that, okay, some of the, like, like you said, the hospital video with, you know, them using this Italian footage and it was, you know, and then it, it just, these, these subtle reinforcements that the information that we're being provided is, is whether it's real at all, I, you know, I hate to word, use the word real, but whether it's wholly authentic, whether it's fabricated in some way, or whether it's completely computer generated or generated like using dummies instead of people, what are we dealing with? What yeah, are we dealing with? It's kind of weird. And so now some interesting info recently came out that, the, which makes me go, okay, then what does this mean? That um, JonBenet Ramsey, the person that we th think may or may not existed, her father worked, I believe, Boeing? And Lockheed. He, Lockheed. Lockheed Martin. And that Ghislaine Maxwell oh, was somehow connected to him and his wife. Have you ever heard anything like? I'll take it one step further. Ghislaine Maxwell has the same lawyer that John Bonnet, that John Ramsey has in Denver, Colorado. They have the same law firm. Uh, why does Ghislaine Maxwell, international m madam of mystery, how does she have a law firm representing her that's in Denver, Colorado, the same one that John Ramsey used? Also, Kobe Bryant's lawyer same law firm when he had what? His, kerfuffle, his kerfuffle in uh, that young that lady you state. are going hard in the paint right here I'm, you're blowing minds you're popping minds like champagne bottles they, they are just right there for just for us to, for, to figure out but unbelievable so so as we bring in Ghislaine Maxwell who is how about how crazy is this Ghislaine Maxwell won't tell anybody where she lives but somehow she's receiving death threats she doesn't exist and that's I'm going to go out and say that I don't think okay. she exists I know Ghislaine I know Ghislaine Maxwell know. doesn't exist I don't think Epstein oh. exists I well, don't think Epstein exists No I don't I it's interesting you know this is like you really Do I her. exist yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. I think okay, I, I, I'm here. You sure? I think you exist. I think all y'all exist. Uh, but there I question is, XG all the time. 
<laughs> you know, I think questioning our reality around us is probably the most healthy thing we can do, like the most human thing we can do. Uh, for me, Jeffrey Epstein is interesting because I, from a from a business and like law understanding, a legal person and a natural person are two totally different things. And basically you can create a, a, a person and an identity that operates and receives every benefit of an actual person can have an exterior of a facade, a persona uh, that is owned and controlled by a corporate entity. And that person is called a legal person versus a natural person, which is born. Uh, and I think that it's basically like a shell company. We know that those exist and- You can make up a, a, a made up person. A shell person. A shell person. A yeah. shell person and it has legal rights. Yes. And can move money and just like a shell company can exist on paper, amass tons of power, tons of cash, can move all sorts of, can be really powerful, can, can be in all sorts of legal transactions, trademarks, this, that. You can be as deeply documented as you want to be with a shell company, but underneath everything, it doesn't exist. Same thing with human beings, not human beings, with individuals. There are certain stars, I think, that are just so blinding in our news cycles, Jeffrey Epstein being one of them. I think that he is a, a front for misdeed, kind of a look the other way. Like, let's chop down this straw man quickly. <laughs> the whole thing it wasn't even him on that stretcher, you know, like going out when he died and it's like Jeff Robinson didn't kill himself. I was like, who is Jeff? Who is he anyway? Did he really exist? Like we only have one, two videos of him. One was Trump and he's like, you know, at a party and he's showing his like weird shark teeth. And then we have another one of him at a deposition where he's asked about his small egg shaped penis and he immediately stops the deposition and that's it that's the only documentation we have of him in an animated form at all and also like if you listen to any podcast or read any article everyone will fall all over themselves trying to explain why we can't figure out where his money came from and where his starts came from he's so mysterious mysterious money man mysterious this mysterious that well he none of that exists he came out of thin air because he just invented you know like unbelievable okay man you know what man i i i uh, it could be. I wanted to believe that so badly. Like pr last year, I would say, I mean, I was I, talking about going hard in paint, like Epstein Island, human trafficking, Hillary being on camera, Ray Chandler, modeling agencies, trafficking babies, art and embassy programs with the Podesta, you know, Podesta's in Madeline McCann. Do you believe thing. Podesta exists? I'm starting to question the Podesta brothers. There's just nothing but evil, evil doers. Like some, our, our villain, I'm beginning to realize that a lot of our villains and a lot of our bad evil doers and a lot of our boogeymen are just made up, just made up right, to keep us really right, scared. All right, all right, all right, all right. I mean, I could be totally wrong. I probably, the likelihood of me being correct is pretty slim to none, but it's interesting. Hey, you know, I respect that. In a new way, you know, that's my I favorite I want to get, ask you your opinion before we wrap it up. I want to ask your opinion about um some really amazing docs are coming out about the whole uh pedo gate yeah. uh pizza gate thing there's been a giant push to get out i mean dude everybody's talking about uh what's it called out of the shadows out of is that shadows. what it's called yeah out of the shadows and then there's also this one called uh Falkaball. have you seen it it's like a 10-parter 
Uh, yeah, the false cabal. Really, that yeah. that's a great. But dude, this one that just someone sent me a little while ago, uh, it's a game changer, and it is so interesting. I can't believe it. It's called Pedogate 2020. What? Mm. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, I sent it. I thought I sent it to you, man. Um, I'll send you this thing. It is unbelievable how how thorough this whole thing is. Uh, what is your take about everything coming out right now? You're part of this community. You're putting out these threads. Yeah. What's your take on that? I mean, Pedogate was I, a couple of years ago. I remember first reading about it and going, I mean, I was, I was really interested in, in figuring out that world. I believed very deeply. I believed that there was just beyond the veil that this really, really horrific world existed where just hundreds of thousands of children were being trafficked and mistreated and um and all the satanic elements that went around with it and all the art this really sick twisted art and the, the pedal gate the pizza gate i believed i was on the side that believed that we were so close to uncovering this thing like this this ring this this i really believed that but something has snapped inside of me where what i believe now is that like all of these forms of thought that involve uh crimes against children a lot of them are really just so that type of trauma exists in our head i'm going to give you one example of the milk carton kids do you remember that back in the day kids on milk cartons yep. did you know that not one child ever got found not one hold on so you're saying all that stuff isn't real there was one girl, she wasn't actually missing. She had a custody agreement, a custody fight with like her mom and dad. She wasn't supposed to get on there. She was the only one. She wasn't even a missing kid, but no other. And it was just like this tax that, you know, companies could donate money to it and just donate a shit ton of money and get this really beautiful tax write off for their charitable donation towards this thing to print milk cartons. And they just, you know. So you don't think kids are getting hurt? I know that bad things happen in the world, but I really believe that so much of the evil that they project onto us is projected so that that the evil exists in our minds. And I think that a lot of the evil really doesn't exist. And that like man to man, we're much better, wholer, more blissful than we could really ever imagine. And so much of what is, I mean, I don't even believe in that 9-11. I don't believe anybody died. I believe that it was all all a, a psyop, like a complete fabrication. Did you, okay, so it's talking about empty hospitals. The hospitals are empty now with COVID. Similar to on 9-11, did you know that the, all of the hospitals in and around Lower Manhattan, the financial district at the time, they were waiting for all these people to come in. They were they're prepping and waiting for all of these injuries, you know, from this tragic thing that just happened at their doorstep. Zero patients came through. What Zero is injuries. the, what is the i mean i understand inflicting trauma on people. the twin towers themselves were empty after the 93 bombing everyone was out the only thing that, that was still open was the restaurant on top called windows of the world or windows to the world and you'd have to like literally west world style you would have to ride up this escalator and you'd see this beautiful you know restaurant you go up that's how they brought the public in on an everyday basis below that all those floors below after the 1993 bombing everyone moved out they the, the the towers themselves were empty the restaurant was closed that day nobody was in the towers anybody that showed up to the towers were told to go home 
Like it's, it's interesting because once you start looking at it that way, things begin to, like you start reading these news reports of, of nurses talking about that day and they were just expecting all these people to come in, but nobody did. And so they thought to themselves, well, that means either, you know, they must have either all died or got away without any, without a scratch, you know, no injuries came through zero injuries. And it's like, no, that can't, you know, people must've gotten a scratch or like smoke inhalation or something like you'd have people with injuries coming into the hospital zero like just nobody coming on in it was empty it was a ghost town my god you <laughs> and that's Google. not that's not even a conspiracy that's using news articles like this is just using news articles uh that are uh, oh did you know you remember that falling man image that guy jumping off yeah. The yeah, yeah so the same photographer that snapped that famous image he was the same photographer that shot the image of bobby kennedy getting shot in the back of that restaurant oh. in l.a what are the odds? What are the odds? And that image looks fake too. So this, this is what we in the industry or by industry, I mean my head. Okay. This is what we call black belt conversations because nobody on this thing is freaking out when you said nobody died on nine 11, but I gotta be honest with you. It's, it's, it's a little while, a little deeper than I am ready to get into. My question is, who do you talk to in your everyday life? Hero. Because you're Hero. weirding out. I, I know me, and I don't mind it, dude. I mean, I'll listen to the weird all day, yeah. but. Dude, I'm not weirded out, but she, the kid doesn't exist. No one exists. When she grew up with that, I got to ask her something. What do you think about Flat Earth? So it's interesting. I, I used to. <laughs> think that flat based on based on observation flat earth makes sense to me um but what i think is so interesting is i don't i think that the flat earth ball earth is a division it's like they're trying to give us one or the other i think that our realm for lack of a better term is unknowable for a reason and i think that like wherever we stand we're kind of at point zero and Kind of on simulation theory, Sam, I know that you've talked about that quite a yeah. bit and I never really knew what that meant, never really connected with that. But recently I've started to kind of understand that a little bit more of not necessarily like we're in a video game, but like that the world that's projected onto us is, is simulated in, in a way like the photos that we see that are so powerful that really haunt us, you know, are 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 manufactured or digitally generated uh, in some way. And so much of that, like you know, the Hiroshima bomb going, you know, how do that, you know, talk, talk about nuclear before. I think, you know, nuclear is just a boogeyman. I think nuclear is, is new, clear energy. I think it's actually like a really, we could harness it and just do it right. I think it would be okay, a really. So I agree that the nuclear bomb and the nuclear programs, I believe those are all money grab things. Yeah. Uh, why did everybody move right into Hiroshima? I, I don't listen, man. Why not? I mean, here's the whole thing. You know, you'll, the show opens up with you liking heart, LARPing, and I'm like, okay, we might have to work with that. Uh, you know, but the I, I, like, dude, I, I only don't... say that because I kind of talk like I, it's like a character when I'm on Twitter. Like, I I uh, don't, don't talk you like. Worry that people might now start start to think that you're you're putting out a little bit of. Listen, I believe 100%. You believe that these things didn't happen, and listen, man, I would never ever like go off on somebody because that's not dude 
you know, I, I listen to all the conspiracy and all that stuff. And I'm not saying what you're doing is the worst. Well, I could go into that John Bonet's a little this, whether no, I've never heard the theory that nobody died on 9-11. Like, do you have a crew you run with that you guys talk about this? Is there anybody you bounce these ideas off of? Nope. Do you have a, do you have like a, we go deep crew where we all just kind of talk and we're like, Hey, let's all like, who, like, um, my a lot of people in my life are just really happily they love they just love the way life is they don't want they don't want their box do you have a, like not that you have like do you date somebody and you guys talk about this all the time i'm married and my husband will not talk about this with me that is like, so great dude that is so great not, we have to to keep the peace we have to just and I try. Oh, I, I love this stuff. I love it. so love funny. Hold on, actually, we'll get to you. But it's so go. funny because it's usually the opposite. I know. Like guys can't find a girl that wants to hear about how 9-11, what, and now you got a guy that's got a girl's like, nobody died. Why are you sad? It's all good. It's all, it's all theater. He was literally, you know, last night he was literally yelling at me like, a girl died on Christmas. And I was like... <laughs> and I, was, I, was, I had a picture pulled up and I was like, this girl didn't die. This girl is not real. No child died. So do you talk to anybody about, at, at all? Like, does anybody know you have the Twitter? For? Does anybody know you have the Twitter? I listened to, listen to podcasts and I started the Twitter in January. I had a Twitter, but I never really tweeted it. But then in January, I did the Jamine thing. And that's really where I get it all out. Like, it's really just been a couple of months. I'm pretty new to this way of thinking. Like, this time last year... I was pretty into the idea that the Podestas like captured Madeline McCann on that, you know, vacation aisle, <laughs> 2007, whatever. Now I don't think Madeline McCann exists. So <laughs> you don't think what exists? Madeline McCann. I'm pretty one note in, in where I'm at listen, right now. You know, listen. I put this, I put this idea, this cap on and I really can't, it's hard to take it off. Is this the first podcast you've ever done? Very first. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I enjoyed having you on, and uh, I think this is interesting. I want people, I'm going to say this. I, I pulled you out of a tw uh, 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 Twitter, and I had you come on here, and I had you talk. And you know what? I, would, I, I, I love it. There's some people going to go, Tiff, I had a guy, uh, I had a person on said, nobody died 9-11. All are welcome into the true chamber. I'm not. All are welcome to talk. No, listen. I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to say that, listen to me. I am open to having everybody on. And then I let them say what they want to say, and I let the listeners decide. I just don't want people to be weird to you because I just pulled you on because I thought this whole thing was great, and I loved having you on, and I think you're wonderful to come on. I, I think, you know, I, I mean, I 100% people believe people died 9-11, but, I mean, like, if information came out later, I'd be like, maybe it was an interesting a different point of view and i think all are welcome and listen this is not a show for people just to show up and start listening to it like i have one guy who tuned it on when i had adam green on and he's like hitler was a zionist and by the way my buddy they quarantined so bad i had a friend of me text me that he thought hitler had pretty eyes that's how <laughs> fucking crazy people have got but i want uh you jay to know that i appreciate you coming on the show and I appreciate you listening to the show. And I want people to understand that you were just somebody who's tweeting that I pulled you in and then not to go fucking nuts on you because they, you said that you didn't think anyone died on 9-11, okay? 
I just want people to know that this is a a nice person that I pulled in and I found it very interesting. I don't necessarily agree that nobody died on 9-11, but I do think the whole idea that this is a giant psyop ran on us is very interesting. I, I appreciate that. I <laughs> you're protecting me. No, I, I love it because it's not that I listen, dude, I have no problem with people coming out here saying the most batshit crazy shit. You know, you saying that nobody died on 9-11 is a little bizarro to me, but I have people on here who say Trump's the greatest person in the world. And I know people that think that's bizarro. So it's all a perspective. Do you understand what I'm saying? XC, yeah. what's your thought? Uh about them dying, I think they died, but we've had crazier people on flat earth. We have all sorts of crazy flat people. Earth, dark, dark side of the moon, lizard people. So if they're going to get mad at that, they got other things to be mad about. We've got, we you, you're passionate about it. I just don't want people to go crazy on you because, you know, you didn't ask for that. I mean, like, I just, I just Johnny, thoughts? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, it's, all, it's fascinating. I'm processing. I'm processing. Um, I'm concerned I might not be real, honestly. I think so it's much is great. real. I like, our lives are real. But so much is what real. was that? You know, we, a lot of people on my page, they're like, what's right, real? Well, Am I real? We're so real. Like, our lives are well, so you're real. you're getting a little follow. Am I real? You know? I love like, it. Hey, listen. All are welcome, dude. I wanted to hear what you had to say, and I, I love it. Uh, you no, well, I will. I will say real quick, I, Sam. I go, Sam. Can I just really quickly? We have yeah, seen yeah. though this in a in a in a real way in the conspiracy community. Like disinfo has been. There's definitely definitely have invented people and introduced them as disinformation. Because uh, what was that? The thing where I talk, I told you about the that website that uses machine learning to generate faces. What? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Remember what was it? There, there was, was some item of disinformation that you've shared and i recognized that the face was one one of those computer generated faces do you remember what yeah. that was it's been i like don't a remember time. ever being wrong to be honest with you that yeah. happens johnny that happens all the time that's the technology is deployed you will be see, getting, i think you you're right your on all that, that. Yeah. I think you're right on all that. I mean, again, we're not getting in to certain events that happen because that's how you get taken off but you know uh, there's certain events where people are like, where's these people? Show me how they exist. Show me one. My, can I share my screen real quick before we. Oh, you just did it. Yeah, it's up, it's up right now. Okay. So you talk about dark arts and I found this so interesting. So I looked up, I'm weird. I look up lots of things. I was looking up the physics of shadows, like the shadow property of, of light and shadow. It's, you know, it's mathematical. It, it deals with like video production lighting and stuff. It, it interests me. And anyway, I was looking it up. And so you see these, these diagrams, and this is basically the physical property of shadow. There's your light source, which is- uh, Jay, could I just yeah. say, wait, could you not share any copyrighted audio if you, if you can help? Oh yeah, this is it, this is it. Okay, uh, so what we're seeing so this right is here- the, So this is the sign of Lucifer, essentially, like this yeah. is the devil signal, you know, right. like, right. Uh, and if you break it down, it's ultimately just a diagram of shadows, so, and I forget what else that symbol is, but somebody uses that basically as their logo as well. Yeah, and it's but it's like the sign of Lucifer. And, and you know, people talk about like satanic. That gets a lot of you know satanic panic and whatever. I'm not I'm not a Satan person, but I do believe that basically evil is 
in my mind, I think it's really anybody that's deceiving us and keeping us from understanding how good the world really is. And we are just, we're just hit over the head all day about how bad things are and how evil people are in the world and how many kids are being hurt and how many people are dying and how many serial killers are out there murdering people and all these unsolved, unsolvable mysteries that just hang over us like the dark cloud over society and they make us really fearful. And I feel like it all goes back to just this deception. Like they, if they can just deceive, they can't hurt us. They can't well, uh, but, uh, did you, Are you saying you're, you're a Luciferian? No, no, not at all. I'm saying that evil, the symbol of evil is the symbol of shadow play. Like if we want to know what's evil in the no, world, you, are right. you know, I, I it's totally agree with that. And, and I'm not a Luciferian. Like, no, I, 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 I want, good in the world. I believe in good in people. I believe in the opposite of, of you know, I believe everybody's fundamentally good. You know, um, what? you know what, you know what, Jay, you know what? I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. How crazy. Listen, dude, there's nothing wrong with the conversation. Again, these are your opinions and in the truth chamber, all are welcome. Okay. <laughs> and I, I believe 100% that people died that day. It's super tragic. And, uh, I'll, I'll, but, walk, I'll walk that back. I'll walk that back. You know, I'm just spouting off stuff. No, 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 no. Listen, I listen. The I'll thing about back. me is like, I know that you are coming from a good place and you're super lovable and you mean this to be well, and you're just having the conversation. And I just know that there's crazy people that are going to misinterpret that. And, and, and maybe nothing happens. It's definitely possible. I well, just, if you go I to my page, I mean, I question that. If someone makes it to my page, that's not, they're going to be weirded out a lot quicker than me saying that nobody got What do you mean? Your Twitter? It. Your Twitter? Yes, is so I tweet about stuff all day long, all day long. It's what is real stuff. though? What is real? We're going to end it on that. What is real? Well, our lives are, we're real. Our families are real. But the constructs that create our reality are provided to us. Our educational system is real because it's tangible. But what we're learning in school is, is just a bunch of bullshit. You know, it's, it's all forms of systematic mind control from cradle to grave, I believe. And it's a wonderful life. And, and, you know, the American dream is to buy a home and to, you know, and to have, you know, two and a half kids, whatever. Homeownership is, is tough. It, it puts people into debt, like, especially right now with COVID, people missing their mortgage payments. I mean, they're, the, the, um, the dream that we have been promised and, and, and the, the carrot that has been dangled in front of us for so long uh, for many people is really damaging. And I think that, you know, goes back to the feminism conversation we had earlier. Like it's a, I'm not saying that feminism is, is a bad or a good thing. I'm saying that, that the idea of feminism that was dangled to us uh, in front of us, that, that was something we needed to march steadily on towards, not always the best for everybody. Didn't always work out the way that it was promised. Um, and, you know, I, I really think that life is just, is, we are capable of so much greater connection with each other and we're, we're capable of so much more understanding about what is important in our lives and what's important with each other and instead we are just keeping up with the kardashians and like we are so couldn't agree more on that. Down. couldn't agree more couldn't agree more she is jk her her twitter is where's is the name of your human yeah. vibrations i enjoyed the conversation you know it was great we disagree on one or two things. 
that's okay. You stuck to your guns. We love it. You are welcome uh, to come back. I love these. I'll have these conversations all the time. I'm I got so many more things to talk about. So we'll do it done. again. Well, <laughs> tell your husband he's lucky. He's got a lovely woman who just goes deeper than most people I know. <laughs> I hope you can find some people. I hope this show helps you find some people that can be in a little group that you can talk to. So you so you feel like you're not alone. Okay. I know you're married and that, but in terms of just somebody to talk to. And listen, yeah, guys, at the end of the day. Ideas. Important. I asked her to come on. She wasn't like begging to come on. I get people to beg to come on all the time. I asked her to come on. She went hard. She went deeper than I go, and that's fine. But I appreciate you, JK, for coming on. Real quick, Johnny, what's your, uh, what's your uh, social media? I am at Johnny Woodard on Twitter and at Johnny A. Woodard on Instagram. And you, XG? Um, XG marks the spot on Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget bandanas will be up today. Get them. It's mandatory. Go please check out uh, George Perez uh, Road Stories as well if you love prison stories. Uh, uh, check out Broken Simulation. Uh, it is available audio as well, so you can go see, watch it or listen to it and go to that. I also want to do a quick little shout out. I don't know how many people are going to stay this late. I'm going to do it today and do it at the beginning of the next episode. Uh, to the gentleman, the Latino uh, postal service guy who saw me the other day walking my kids and said, hey, Tripoli, I'm a big fan. I said, thank you. And I just walked off. I felt awful. I usually come by, say hi, get to know you. And thank you. I want to say thank you. It was super hot out and I wanted to get the babies home. But I appreciate the support. And uh, anytime you guys say hi to me, I got I stop and talk because there's a time where nobody listened. So I'm super thankful. Uh, she's again, JK. She's human vibrations. We appreciate you. I, I will have you back again because I, was, I, I don't know why, but man, you went deep and I got nervous and I like that. <laughs> I'll be I'll be a little more gentle next no, time. I would love to come back never, on. Never. <laughs> never. This it's is fun for me. to go bizarro. It's Listen fun. I love throwing agree on everything I know against the wall. I, that's my favorite thing to do is to question everything. I, you did great. Say, Your I husband's a lucky man. I hope uh, he appreciates <laughs> he you. Is. And He's we'll lucky. talk again soon. You're the best. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, we got another show tomorrow with John Paul Rice. So we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you guys. And we'll see you soon. Take care. Wake up, Aaron!